Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I have a special announcement for you today. Slate is having a holiday sale for a limited time. We're offering our annual Slate Plus membership at $25 off for your first year. It's a great deal. Think of it like this. You pay $10 or $15 per month for your music and streaming subscriptions. With Slate Plus, for less than $4 a month, you can get member-exclusive episodes and segments from shows like Slow Burn, Amicus, Political Gab Fest, etc. No ads on any of our podcasts and unlimited reading on the Slate site. And best of all, you'll be supporting our show and Slate's journalism. Sign up for Slate Plus at slate.com slash a word plus. Again, we're giving you $25 off your first year as a member through December 29th. So sign up now at slate.com slash a word plus. This is A Word, a podcast from Slate, and I'm your host, Jason Johnson. We're deep in the holiday season, and that means there are movies full of Santas, elves, and corny endings. And for black filmgoers, there's the gift of movies that spotlight the holiday spirit and culture. I think with the advent of streaming, right, Netflix, Amazon, OWN, Lifetime, Hallmark, like it's just a bonanza of black Christmas movies. There's no shortage. The best of black holiday films coming up on A Word with me, Jason Johnson. Stay with us. Welcome to A Word, a podcast about race and politics and everything else. I'm your host, Jason Johnson. It's that time of year when you're cold, trapped in the house, looking for a movie to warm your heart and keep you company while you wrap presents. Well, our next guest has a list of holiday films for the nice, the naughty, the naughty by nature, and everybody in between. Rebecca Theodore Vachon is an essayist and pop culture critic whose writing has been featured in the New York Times, Entertainment Weekly, and Vulture.com. She's also the host of the Spectrum Lounge podcast. And Rebecca Theodore Vachon joins us now. Welcome to A Word, Rebecca. Thank you, Jason. I'm the kind of person who says, I have always thought that Die Hard was a Christmas movie. To me, Trading Places is a Christmas movie. But you're a film critic. You're a culture critic. What's the line? What's the demarcation that makes something an actual Christmas movie? Decorations. (laughs) (laughs) If I don't see a Christmas tree, if I don't see any lights, it's not really Christmas to me. So, I mean, clearly, you know, in the script, you'll see the background, how people address. You'll see Santas, you'll see Christmas trees, you'll see, you know, them drinking eggnog. Like, you've got to have those Christmas staples, or to me, it is not a Christmas movie. And yes, by the way, Die Hard is indeed a Christmas movie. Absolutely. All right. So if it's a Christmas movie because it has holidays and decorations and, you know, a reference to a Santa or something else like that, then 
what makes something a black Christmas movie? And how do we distinguish that from, say, a white Christmas movie that just happens to have some black supporting character? Like, how do we define a black Christmas movie? A black Christmas movie is a black cast. And the protagonist's point of view has to be a black person. It has to be the lead, the supporting characters, and cultural references of blackness. To me, that is what makes a black Christmas movie. How have we seen black holiday movies evolve over the last decade? Like, what's the first black holiday movie you can think of? And and how are they different than what we've seen over the last year and a half? When I think about black Christmas movies, of course, one of the first ones that I think about is The Preacher's Wife. This is the story of an angel. My name's Dudley. I'm here in answer to your request. request. For help? A preacher. (gasps) And his wife. This is Dudley, the Reverend's new assistant. Who sent you exactly? The top man himself. Starring Whitney Houston and Denzel Washington and Courtney B. Vance, right? And the thing that I loved about it is that they marketed it as a mainstream movie. While it was a black movie, they didn't segregate it. It was like, this is for everybody. And I think we've definitely seen a boom. I think with the advent of streaming, right? Netflix, Amazon, OWN, Lifetime, Hallmark. Like, it's just a bonanza of black Christmas movies. There is no shortage <laughs> of black Christmas movies now. So I'm I'm excited. I'm like, wow, I have a whole list of movies that I haven't even seen before. So, I mean, as a black family, there's like, you can't say you can't find any. There's tons of them. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, more on Black Holiday Films. This is A Word with Jason Johnson. Stay tuned. This is Jason Johnson, host of A Word, Slate's podcast about race and politics and everything else. I want to take a moment to welcome our new listeners. If you've discovered A Word and like what you hear, please subscribe, rate, and review wherever you listen to podcasts. And let us know what you think by writing us at a word at slate.com. Thank you. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to A Word with Jason Johnson. Today, we're talking about African-American holiday movies with entertainment writer Rebecca Theodore Vachon. Okay, so lay them out for me. Like, what are some top three black Christmas movies that everybody should see? The first one, I was like, I have to make sure that I put this on the list or I'm going to be really upset with myself. Jingle Jangle. Once upon a time lived the greatest inventor that ever there was, Geronicus Jangle. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas indeed! Jangle, for the last 30 years, you've been promising something sensational. I need more time. Either come up with the money you've borrowed by Christmas, or show me the revolutionary invention you once promised. I would lose everything. It was released by Netflix last year. What I love about it, it has so many great elements to it that appeals to everybody. You can look at it as a black period musical drama, right? So it's it's somewhere in the Victorian era, 
Nothing about slavery. Wow. Nothing about oppression. <laughs> okay. Nothing. Right. So they live in this, you know, fictional town. It's beautifully integrated, right? Black people, white people, but it is very much a black movie because the core of the the family, the Jeronicus family, are black. And the music, I, if I remember correctly, executive producer is John Legend. Yes, I remember that. You can't go wrong. That is like my new jam. Like when I have my holiday soundtrack, Jingle Jangle is at the top of my list right now. You've got music, dancing, beautiful costumes, black families, black love, and also the addition of science. These are brilliant black people. Wow. Yes, the the protagonist, one of the protagonists, yeah, um, is played by mm. Forrest Whitaker. He's a toy maker, but he somehow is like he's like this brilliant mathematician. And the reason why his toys are so popular is because he knows how to animate them. Like they're just like these very unique toys. And so the storyline is that he loses his wife, and then years pass, and then his granddaughter Journey, who is also equally brilliant scientifically and mathematically. And so it's really this really beautiful story of this grandfather and this granddaughter connecting over their love of math and science. I I tell you, I I love this movie so much. It is so good. Wow. Okay. Okay. So that's one. Give give us a second. Give us a second. Jingle Jangle's now on the list. Yes, that's family. My favorite one, Mm -hmm. because I also like messy family dramas. That's my jam. Ah, yes. Uh, (laughs) And coming to mind is This Christmas. You told them six o'clock, right? You should have told them four, because then they would have been here on time. Where your Christmas spirit at? Come on. Oh, Merry Christmas! There's nothing like the holidays. Hey, everybody! Merry, Merry Christmas! Christmas. Hey. You got a name, Holmes? Um, um, she did always like a articulate. <laughs> that was. Idris Elba, Regina King, before she won her Oscar, right? It was just like this, Sharon Lille. It was just like Loretta Devine, Chris Brown. Like, it was just like this month. That is messy. Yeah. (laughs) Mm. Um, This was when it was good boy Chris. Let me be clear about that. Or what we perceive to be good boy Chris. And it's just this great multi-generational cast. It's just really fun. It's just a really fun watch. And it's just, I love the message that, while we are imperfect, right? Nobody is perfect is the fact that you still love your family. You still show up for your family. And I just I just think that it's it's just a wonderful movie. So I watch it at least once a year. Every time Christmas, I make sure to watch that. Wow. Okay. And do you have one more? One more that's like a must-see or black cards will be revoked? This is a personal favorite of mine is Best Man Holiday. You know, you all being here is, is a gift. Mm. It's the best Christmas gift I've ever had. I love all of you. And Harper, forget your agent. I'm pretty sure your new book is going to be absolutely wonderful. What? Whoa, wait. And it is actually a sequel to the Mm -hmm. original Best Man. I think the Best Man, the first one was 1999. And so this one is, is like almost 15, you know, 15 years later. And they get the whole cast back. The same original cast. And what I love about Best Man Holiday is while the first Best Man was more like a romantic comedy, you know, hijinks and drama and, you know, the infamous stripper scene, everybody knows that. I think what I loved about the sequel is that we are seeing these characters mature and they're they're dealing with different issues. The storyline with Morris Chestnut and his wife, I was not ready for that. I remember going to a screening at Lincoln Center and I remember... When the storyline went, because basically Monica Calhoun, who plays Morris Chestnut's wife, has a secret. We don't know what it is until we find out towards the end of the movie. All I remember is I was crying. I heard other people crying. 
I don't want to give it away for in, in case anybody hasn't seen it, but it, it was amazingly emotional and touching because I think for all of us who saw The Best Man, we were in our 20s and 30s, and now we're coming to see this movie in our 40s. We've basically aged with these characters and just kind of seeing how our lives are reflected in that. So I would I would definitely recommend that movie. So Rebecca, we've, we've done our, our three critical or you lose your black card holiday movies. I want to talk a little bit about television now. So, you know, holiday specials have been a part of sitcoms since, you know, Ralph Cramden and the Honeymooners in the 1950s. And thanks to streaming with Hulu and Peacock and Netflix, a lot of classic black television shows, you know, from Girlfriends and Blackish and and Everybody Hates Chris, they're all available. And a lot of these shows have Christmas episodes. One of my favorites is Everybody Hates Chris, where at the end of the first season, there's a Christmas special where Chris's dad, Julius, played by Terry Crews, uh, who is notoriously a penny pincher, has to play a mall Santa. And this is his reaction as a Santa when a young girl gives him the entire list of things that she wants for Christmas. So, what can Santa give you for Christmas? A Malibu Barbie with the pink remote control Corvette, the Barbie townhouse, and the Barbie swimming pool. Ooh, do you know how much all that stuff costs? No. (laughs) Well, Santa's gonna tell you. It costs (laughs) $137.16. Do you have that kind of money? No. (laughs) Well, neither does Santa. (laughs) Welcome to my world, kid. With that in mind, what are some great holiday episodes from, you know, black sitcoms, from from The Fresh Prince, from Girlfriends, from Good Behavior, from Hang... Like, what are some holiday episodes that we might want to look up and look at with our friends and family? I love the fact that you mentioned Girlfriends because that's one of my favorite shows. And I'm so glad that Netflix is now streaming all the seasons of Girlfriends. The thing with Girlfriends is like every season, there was a specific Christmas episode. And Joan Clayton, who was played by Tracy Ellis Ross, you may know her from Blackish. She started on Girlfriends. The thing with Joan is that she was neurotic, neurotic <laughs> about holidays. So for your Hanukkah enjoyment, we've got dreidels, we've got latkes, and we've even got a bottle of Manischewitz. <laughs> a bottle of what? I don't know, sweetie. You ate her puffin and she will drink her matter what's it. There were always some shenanigans going on every season. Like, I just look forward to the, uh, the Christmas episodes on Girlfriends, which I really loved. What about Kwanzaa? Like... Are there any big holiday movies or TV shows that focused on Kwanzaa at all? Because I know, you know, I I know a decent number of people who celebrate Kwanzaa. My family's been celebrating Kwanzaa since 2008. Can you think of any examples where we might see that? I mean, honestly, off the top of my head, I can't think of any. but But I think you bring up a good point in the fact that we're not seeing enough of that. I was digging it up in research for the show, and I only saw three examples. Wow. I saw I saw an episode of The Proud Family. There was an episode of Rugrats. And there was one episode, fittingly, of Everybody Hates Chris, where, again, Chris's penny-pinching father, Julius, decides the family is going to celebrate Kwanzaa because it's cheaper than Christmas. I mean, we don't want our kids growing up thinking the holidays are all about buying, buying, buying. There's more to life than just running to the toy store. Happy Kwanzaa. <laughs> Those are the only three examples of, of Kwanzaa episodes uh, that I can think of. I can't think of any Kwanzaa movies either. And for a holiday that's been around for many black families of all class levels for you know upwards of 40 years now, right? 
to be honest, my family, that's only because I'm West Indian American, so I'm first gen. Um, so that's not something that's in the Haitian culture. But I do know African Americans. I have African American friends who do celebrate Kwanzaa. So it is kind of surprising that we don't have more Kwanzaa themed black holiday movies. We're going to take a short break. We come back more on black holiday movies. This is a word with Jason Johnson. Stay tuned. You're listening to A Word with Jason Johnson. Today, we're talking about African-American holiday films with writer Rebecca Theodore Vachon. So if you were creating the perfect black holiday movie right here, right now in 2021, who are your two leads? I mean, I'm going to have to go with the classics. They've only done one movie together, but I've always been upset that I've not seen them. in another movie since then is Denzel Washington and Angela Bassett. We've only seen them in Malcolm X. And I was just like, and I've just been waiting. I'm like, what, what project could I put them in? And I just feel like, I don't know, I guess, it, I guess in a way just to kind of piss people off, it would be like some story where we find out that Santa is really black, right? <laughs> and then they, somehow they appropriated Christmas. And so the two of them are just sort of like, no, we're, we're going to take it back. So he could play Santa Claus, a hot Santa. I could see Denzel doing that. And, you know, Angela Bassett is, is Miss Claus. I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like that's a movie I'd want to see. You could just call it Hot Santa, actually. Hot Santa! <laughs> I'm pretty sure most people would actually be good with that. So, in a follow-up, so so we have we have our two amazing leads. And again, to me, this is what makes a holiday movie resonant. And you've talked about this with Jingle Jangle and John Legend. So, we have our two leads for a perfect Black Holiday film. Who's doing the soundtrack? Oh, Stevie Wonder. There's no question. Stevie- <laughs> Okay. Of course. It, it of has course. to be the OG. Because, I mean, Stevie Wonder, his music is all about love and healing. And what better person to do a soundtrack about a Black Christmas movie starring Denzel and Angela? You got to go with the big guns. That's who my top choice would be. When you have a movie like this, when you have any sort of Black holiday film, it's got to sort of capture the optimism and the the spirit and the theme of it and everything else like that. Is it possible to have a black holiday film that is say perhaps non-religious, right? Cause there's a lot of people out there who are, you know, who may celebrate Christmas, but they're not Christian or, or they're Muslim or they celebrate some variation of it. Can that still be done given how like integrated Christianity is into sort of the black experience? Can you still make that kind of movie? I think you can. And I think we're, we're seeing like as generations go by, I'm not saying that we're atheists, but I think we're, definitely questioning some of the things that we're questioning and we're kind of experimenting with different faiths. I have quite a few black friends who are Buddhists. Like it runs the gamut. You know what I mean? And I do have black atheist friends too, but that does not preclude them from expecting a gift on Christmas. So, <laughs> yeah. I and I was like, I thought you were an atheist. Like what? And But December 25th is still marked on their calendar. And I actually would like to see that again. Like when we say that black people are not, a, are not a monolith, you know, yes, Traditionally, a lot of our grandparents and our parents, we've grown up in the church. You know, we have communal norms and and that's expected. But I kind of would like to see a black holiday movie with a Buddhist or a agnostic. I don't think, you know what I mean? Because really Christmas is about love and peace, right? No matter what your faith may be, those tenets are universal. I don't think that, you know, excludes anybody from celebrating the holidays. 
Rebecca Theodore Vachon is an entertainment writer. You can follow her on Twitter and Instagram at at filmfatale underscore NYC. Rebecca, thank you so much and happy holidays. Thank you and happy holidays, Jason. <laughs> and that's a word for this week. The show's email is a word at slate.com. This episode was produced by Jasmine Ellis. Asha Saluja is the managing producer of Podcasts at Slate. Gabriel Roth is Slate's editorial director for audio. Alicia Montgomery is the executive producer of Podcasts at Slate. June Thomas is senior managing producer of the Slate Podcast Network. Our theme music was produced by Don Will. I'm Jason Johnson. Tune in next week for Word.